Hello, today we are going to discuss confidence and uh, outlier confidence. How do outliers see confidence and what is the big difference from how most people believe confidence works? So it's very simple in a way. Most people believe that outliers are convinced about success and they have an unbreakable confidence. And they have confidence, but they have confidence in that they are prepared, that they can learn things, that they can figure things out. But they are not convinced about that they will succeed. They will do their best and play their hardest. And if they are prepared well, then they believe that there is a very good chance that they will end up winning or succeeding. But they are not convinced about it. And it all comes down to being able to learn fast and being well prepared and know what the risks are too. And that is why if you don't know what your weaknesses are and don't know what the dangers are, then you're not watching out for them. So the people that believe, very many other people believe that they are convinced, fearless, and go into situations without any doubt in their minds and are not afraid or worried about dangers. But that is absolutely not true. And the last thing that you want to have along is someone that is fearless in situations where there are dangers. So thoughts on that, Wayne? <laughs> or questions? Or? I, I just, I just, what I thought about was, um, yeah, I agreed with what they were saying. And do have an idea of the dangers. You do have an idea of the risks. You're not, you're fully aware that um, about the element of not succeeding, but you're also equally aware that should the risks that you're taking not succeed, you're confident in your abilities to reevaluate what happened, what went wrong, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no, you know, you're, you're kind of offsetting the risk. There's, there's an opportunity at the, at the potential failure or, or not succeeding to um, reestablish some more knowledge, some more know-how to take you forward. So the, there's a, to me, it's, it's a bit like you're, 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 con- you, you're factored in to, the, to, to your planning, to your preparation, um, that it might not necessarily go well. So, um, I think that, that those are great points and it's not only about factoring it in, it's learning things that you know, what you're, you, what you also know is that you have preparation for how to recover if it doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. Also, how, how you learn. So even if this attempt doesn't work, you can come back and take the lessons that you have learned very, very fast and, and go on and be even more successful next time. So the, 
basically there was there is a great great man that Ed, Edward Stemming that was teaching Japanese how to make great cars among other things because the Americans didn't want him after the Second World War. And he, he said once that experience by itself teaches nothing. Without theory, experience have no meaning. Without theory, no one, one has no questions to ask. Hence, without theory, there is no learning. So if you don't have an idea how you will succeed and how things may fail, everything will be surprises. And when you be surprised, you become fearful. And it doesn't matter how skillful you are, you will freeze. And then you will almost certainly lose. So if you have a theory and have an idea what you expect, you can compare what happens to, to that and figure out what was wrong in your ideas, in your theory. What happened differently that you didn't expect? Is that likely to happen again and so forth? And those are ideas and things that makes all the difference. And if you have an idea why something is not working, then you may even in the moment figure out and change it around so the game you're playing, you can win it still. If whatever is going on in your life, you can still find a way to to get a great result or at least not as bad. Thoughts? Yeah, so if you're not expecting, yeah, so if you're not, things aren't set in stone from a, from an outlier perspective, there's variables, there's things they're anticipating that there may be problems. That's where the, um, element of, you know, uncertainty, um, yes. and, um, and, and utilizing that uncertainty to change track or switch what, what you're doing as you go. Because yeah. you know what you're, you're aligned with what you want to achieve. That's how I kind of saw that, what you just said there. And another thing with that is that if it's a team effort or if the outlier is doing something themselves, they go through very often what they expect to happen. What can go wrong? What will they do in those situations? So they have already checked so they have ideas and are trained for that. And if they come up with something that could go horribly wrong that they're not trained for, they make sure to come up with a plan and train for that ahead of time. And if they hadn't, it might be disaster. But if they have, it might just be a bump in the road. And that's why some people seem to, nothing faces them. They have already prepared for it. And they very easily sidestep or handle a situation that could completely derail someone else. Yeah. And that engenders what is called confidence. The other risk with like rock solid confidence or what people want to look for, unbreakable confidence, there is no such thing. Yeah, you can have it, but it's delusional. And when reality or something happens that undermines it, it shatters. And you're much worse off than, than you would have been 
not trying to have unbreakable confidence because there are no guarantees. The world is constantly changing, so you cannot understand, but you, if you can learn quickly in the situation, then you can move forward very fast. Yeah. So the Outlier 360 way is a whole lot about training people to be good at things like this, understand this, and some of these simple ideas create massive change in result. And people are less anxious, less stressed because they believe they can figure things out. They are less fearful because fear, you don't want to be fearless. If there is danger showing up, fear tells you to pay attention and jump out the way if it's a bus coming, which is a good thing. To be fearless and still stand in front of the train or the bus, that may be really bad. But the moment you understand the situation, when you when you feel fear, you handle you you don't handle it because you understand the situation, do what is wise to do, and then that's it. You're not afraid any longer. Yeah. And that is a thing that I think very many people have no understanding of. Any thoughts? Uh, the only th- the, the thing that I was thinking about was um, scenario planning as an example. And um, scenario planning um, can conjure up sometimes uh, <laughs> not very nice responses when you when, or not not very nice feelings. But that's because the scenario might be something that you've not planned or prepared for. Therefore, it's an opportunity to um, to 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 consider that um, and, and and factor that in, it might be something that makes you decide not to do something or make the appropriate adjustments, like you said, so that you can deal with that situation should it arise. And then if it arises, it's not so much about the the unbreakable confidence uh, as such. It's about knowing that you have factored things in, even to certain extremes, that allow you to operate in that scenario much better than somebody else who had not done that would operate you're touching on something extremely important danger as opportunity for outliers and i don't know maybe we should have a separate episode of about that yeah how danger and dangerous situations are can actually be a huge opportunity 